Welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Kevin. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about agricultural drone spraying. Everything you need to know, it's it's a lot, but don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, no, we try to break it down in about 30 minutes. It's like the certifications you need, some of the practical things you need, the equipment you need. And uh, it could be for custom applicators or for farmers, right? For farmers, yeah. It's like these drones, I mean, we're excited about them. You, I don't think you want to miss this one. No, it's the future. So stick around. Anyhow, so episode 10 of the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. We're not necessarily talking about drone deer recovery, but we are going to be talking about uh, agricultural drone spraying and seeding, whatever you want to use your, your ag drones for. Yeah, because so many guys, maybe it's, it's almost like drone deer recovery is a gateway drug. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it's almost like it's a gateway into a career change into drones. Oh, yeah. And if you want to talk about a true career change, agricultural yeah. drones yeah. can yep. be that and yeah. they, they can produce if you were excited about thermal drones and it's a fun thing to do during the hunting season think of a much bigger industry oh yeah way bigger way make, bigger like the money to be made yeah. the work to be done is a lot bigger yep. in in ag if uh before we get started if you guys haven't seen these uh hoodies uh, me and kevin are uh wearing right now if you haven't seen it on our social media where we released, uh, we're going to give a drone deer recovery kit away. Make sure to go uh, to those media and see how you can get it. But basically I'll give it away right here. You gotta buy a, it's gonna be wild t-shirt or mm -hmm. a hoodie and you're gonna be entered in to win a complete drone deer recovery kit. And you will also be getting a day of training with me on your drone so yeah, yeah. Um, you'll, you'll fly to ohio and then you'll just spend a day with mike and maybe you know some of the rest of us just learning how to use it asking questions i mean what we want to do mike is go from a complete rookie mm -hmm. never flew a drone don't know how it works the only drone i flew was you know a 200 dollar yeah. toy nope. to operating a significant piece of equipment yeah. and feeling confident yeah but but we can't guarantee who's going to win it you know it could be adding another drone to your already drone uh, company. So if it, we're not going to exclude anybody, whoever wants to be entered in, they can um, buy the t-shirt the or the hoodie and, and you'll be entered in. If it is your very first time ever flying a drone, you have no experience, don't worry. I'll get you comfortable uh, flying your drone. So. Yeah, we did a bunch of these last year, like in when groups came in and and it was really fun to see some guys who, you know, were unboxing their drone for the first time. Very first time. Yeah. But if you just have somebody and we all learn differently, but some people, they just prefer to learn with somebody right next to them, yep. explaining every step of the way, how yep. to do it. You know, other guys, they just like, give me the drone, I'll figure it out. Yep, exactly. It all depends on the personality, I yep, suppose. Yeah, totally. So if you want to get in on that uh, giveaway, uh, make sure and, to go over. To I mean, and website. if you're on the podcast, you probably should be watching this on, uh, on YouTube because these are actually pretty cool shirts. I mean... It's going to be wild. I don't. I don't know if we're selling that one for sure, but it's going to be wild. So. So this design, though. Yeah, it's that is design. The one yeah. that you're going to be able to yeah. buy. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So getting into agricultural drone spraying, this is going to be when we talk about uh, licensing and applicators licensing and that type of stuff is is a lot directed toward a individual or a company that wants to have a custom spray business. If you are a farmer and you are buying this equipment, there's a few of these that may not apply yeah, to you different. 
because you aren't doing it on a commercial level. You yep. are just doing it, uh, you know, as a personal and you're using it to increase the yield mm -hmm. of, your, of your crops. Mm -hmm. So this whole drone spraying thing, there's going to be one section that is for people that want to create a custom spray business. And then there's going to be uh, farmers that want to acquire this equipment mm -hmm. to have in, you know, their tool shed to pull out when something needs to be spot sprayed or the whole mm -hmm. field needs to be sprayed or they want to use the spreader on it to do cover crop. They might even want to use it to do some fertilizer. Yeah, like, so, it's very so, versatile. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be for a farmer and also for uh, people that yeah. want to do it. Yeah. You, you almost, you know, some of these farmers that have half a million dollar sprayers, you know, if you purchase that in the last couple of years, you almost feel a little bit bad because yeah. that's, I mean, it's still a tremendous piece of equipment and stuff. Oh, but yeah. To be able to do the same thing with, a hundred thousand dollar rig. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, it's and gonna, it's going to be in that ballpark of a hundred thousand dollars. We'll be able to do not only that, but like versatile, like you were saying, do other things. Yeah. I think there might even be farmers that do this for themselves. And then maybe, you know, as a hobby, you know, once they know how to do it, maybe they get certified and they do it, you know, custom application for other people or possibly. Um, yep. So a lot of people want to know like what is required to do your own egg um, spray business. And and I'm just gonna be like completely, you know, upfront with you. It is a lot harder than just buying a thermal drone and going and getting your part 107. Yeah, it's a whole uh, other world. Yeah, yeah, it's a, and the reason for that is you go, you get into drones that are over 55 pounds. And when you do that, the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, there's a lot different, um, rules and laws that go in effect with drones that are that heavy. So for so, cars, it would be like getting a driver's license versus like a CDL class A or something where if you're going to drive an 18 wheeler, there's a lot more testing and things like that you have to do than yeah, if you're just going to yeah, drive a car. That's probably a, a good uh, way to explain it. I just feel like it might be even a little bit more intense than mm -hmm. that. Uh, but no, that, that is true because, uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll just get into it. What step one that you're going to have to have if you're going to do a custom drone spray application is you're going to need what's called a part 107 remote pilots license. That is the very first uh, thing you're going to need. And it, in this podcast, you're not going to be able to see like bullet points and that type of stuff, but we're just going to talk about it. There's a lot that you're going to need, uh, but don't worry. Like if you guys want to get into this, we don't have our package together yet, but we're going to help you guys mm -hmm. get this stuff in order. If you're wanting to do this, because it, it really can be life-changing uh, money that can be made yep. with this. So you're going to need a port 107 remote pilot. So for people who never heard that, let's just talk briefly about what that is. That's 70 questions, multiple choice, and it basically, it's, because I, I often get oh, people. You're, you're talking about what is a part 107. The part 107, yeah. yeah. Okay. I get people like, I don't know how to fly a drone. Can I go take the test? Well, yeah. it's just a written test. There's no uh, practical flying. You don't have to fly through, you know, a course or anything. Yeah. It's just and, 70. But you have to go to an approved FAA testing yeah. center. You can't do it yep. online. You can study online. Usually uh, an airport or something like that. Yep. They have cameras. They lock you in a room. You have, uh, um, and it's 70 questions, multiple choice, and you need a 70% passing grade to get yep. the part 107. You can't have your phone in there. So it, it is, it was, it's watched. Yeah. And closely. it'll test your ability uh, or your knowledge of laws, like applicable drone laws, weather patterns, your ability to read a map. 
Oh yeah. Um, you're 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 definitely gonna learn a lot. You're gonna if you're not in the aviation space, you're. It's a learning curve. Yeah, you're gonna learn a lot more about airplanes than you are just mm-hmm. specifically drones. Mm-hmm. Guys that I talk to spend anywhere from eight to fifteen hours studying in order to feel confident to go take the test. That, which isn't that bad, really. Right. It's it, like do it for you know in the evenings a couple like a week or two and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. then, like, there's courses like the one that we have on our website that give you practice tests. Yep. And before you actually, it's 170 bucks or something like that to go take the test. Before you do that, take a couple practice tests, see how you do, and uh, and, and those uh, those courses are, it's almost word for word. What I don't know how they can do it, but yeah, it, it's like it's pretty crazy. And what's really cool, like the learning style I have is like I just want I don't want to like if you just want to read the manual that the FAA gives you, it's like shoot me now yeah it's a dry but super if you can do a practice test and then after you do the test that course tells you which ones you got wrong and why and then you do another practice test yeah. it's like and, for and, me and, and you're still learning oh yeah like you're what learning is the proper yep. way you're not just it, memorizing but yeah. you're understanding yep. um and and that test does have some trick questions in there that yeah. you have to yeah because there's gotta be sharp. if it's multiple choice there's definitely two answers that it could be but which one is the the most right yeah. they're both right but which one is more right it's so yes yeah but i i what i tell people if you're you know if you got common sense mm-hmm. take a little bit of time yeah. studying getting your part 107 yep. valuable valuable information in there even if you decide to not use it you're going to learn a lot of valuable information that mm-hmm. you otherwise wouldn't know um so that's step one is going to get your part 107 uh, the next thing is, if you're going to start flying drones that are um, 55 pounds or heavier, you know, the steps, we should probably have them right in order, but I'm just going to kind of talk to him uh, based on how I remember them. Um, you, if you're going to fly drones that are 55 pounds and heavier, you're going to need a minimum of a class three medical from an FAA approved mm-hmm. medical examiner. Mm-hmm. And you have to s- schedule that through your FAA account that you're going to set up. I, I, I never know how to say the word. It's like IRACA account. So it's basically you your FTN number that you are using for uh, getting your part 107. You have to schedule to go do yep. a, you know a third class medical. You will go do that. Um, then uh, once you have that, that's great. That's a whole nother thing. Like if you're a certain age range, yeah. how long those are valid for. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you want to get into that? And what that test is trying to protect against is the possibility of a pilot manning an uncon- like a, a aircraft having a heart attack or yeah. like they just generally want to know that you're healthy <laughs> yep. and not susceptible to what heart attacks and that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I so mean, the FAA has their, you know, why, why yeah. to do it. Um, you, you're not something that should be hard for most people to pass. No, right? huh. if you're no like, uh, not a class three, Yeah, a, a class three, I don't, that's like I don't easiest. think you can fly on a basic med. A basic med is if you hold a driver's license, you can you hold a basic med. Basically, right. I I think yeah, you need a minimum of a you know, class three. I I hold a class two right now, but um, so that's all information. If if you're gonna get into it, hoping we have it pretty easily outlined of how to do it. If not, we're, we'll try to help you with that. Okay, so now you have your medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing you're going to have to do, and this is something uh, we are probably going to steer you toward a, a lawyer to fill this paperwork out for you because I tried doing it on my own. Uh, 
with the FAA is you got to get what's called a 44807 exemption. Uh, if I got that uh, form correct, I, I believe I do. It is to be allowed. It's like an exemption from the FAA saying you are allowed to fly drones that are 55 pounds and heavier. Once you get that exemption from the FAA, you will then apply for your part 137. Part 137 is for airplanes and helicopters, but because you are over 55 pounds, you are in that same category. You are literally in the same category as hmm. them. And so you got to apply for your 137, allowing you to do aerial um, agricultural. So as long as you have that, the 44... 807. 807, you need to have that prior to getting before, the 137. Before you can, yeah, because there's steps in there because you need to, once you get that 44807, you have to register your drones um, mm -hmm. and you can't just go to FAA drone zone because it's over 55 pounds. Yeah. You can only register yep. drones under 55 pounds. So you gotta first have that, uh, 44807 and then you gotta send paperwork in physical paper to the FAA. Wow. They'll yeah. give you N numbers. Then once you have those registered, now you can apply those aircraft to be on that, uh, part. So you apply the N number to an aircraft yep. that is... Then does that grant it part 137 exemption or is that an additional step that you then? No, that's an additional. So once you get those end numbers, then you can apply for your 137. And does but the, the part 137 applies not to a pilot, but to end numers on a drone? And no, it it applies to the company. To the company it, itself. Yeah. Yep. So if you have multiple drones in a company, you can use the same part 137 and just register different drones under that part 137 yes if i understand it correctly but this is where we have an attorney that we're going to mm -hmm. um tell you to hire yeah. and, and, yeah. and and it gives you this whole outline of how mm -hmm. to do it it's been a little while since i looked through the paperwork so i don't remember exactly how it goes but um you know when you get to that step it's going to tell you so, how to so do the, it. the part 107 you have to schedule like a week or a couple days out to, to get through the process of getting the 137 it's just a paperwork and is that and months or weeks or what, uh, well what, it's what are a we? lot faster now the faa has uh, sped up that process um when i applied for my uh, 44807 i think we had that within the first two months and then the paperwork after that is just gathering it and sending it off it's the federal government so who knows how long it takes but i i would say you should be able to have it in three months it used to be years but That's now, crazy. now it is, it is a lot uh, faster, but you know, don't hold me to those, <laughs> those months yeah. uh, after you get that. Well, these aren't like step-by-step step. you can do these in different orders. Uh, another one is you're going to need to get your applicator's license mm -hmm. in order to dispense chemical from the air you need from your state, a, uh, a commercial applicator's license, which is called core. And th that's not only from the air, right? That's for anybody. Correct. Um, you know, spraying fungicide or commercially spraying chemicals, which are restricted from the public. Just having like the public can't just go and buy these chemicals, right? Well, you can, you can go buy those chemicals, like for glyphosate Roundup. Yeah, you can go to Lowe's and buy it if you're spraying it for yourself, like on your own on your driveway. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing. But when somebody is paying you to apply it, that's where you get into. You now need a commercial applicator's license. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you, you need that, which is core. You gotta have that first. And then on top of that one, you need to have aerial because you are mm -hmm. doing it 
from like a drone. And that's kind of like an add-on or something to the applicator's yep. license. So yep. you do core first and then you do the applicators yep. on top of that. Yep. And there's there's more add-ons that you can do in your applicator's license. Like if you want to do fertilizer, that's another add-on. It's, it's just kind of like you were saying earlier, your um, CDL, you can add mm -hmm. on to your CDL. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do air brakes, that's like an add-on. Mm -hmm. If you want to do hazardous material, that's an add-on. If you want to do three trailers, that's an add-on. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that, but don't, don't let this scare you guys. Like it's, it is a lot, but it's pretty easy to, to do these tests. Yeah. Like I, when I went, when I got my custom applicator or my applicator and my aerial, I did it. I mean, it's like you do it in a day yep. and it's like, you know, you don't know what to expect. So you have to go to a testing facility. You can't take these online. You go, like I went to a university or something yep. where they were doing the class. Um, you schedule it in advance, you show up and- How long were you there? I, I mean, I was probably there for two hours. Oh, probably. that's not bad. Yeah. Like mine was longer than that. We did a class, uh, OSU put it on. Yeah. Uh, we did it down in Columbus. We did a class. We, I think we got there at like eight in the morning yeah. and then by two in the afternoon, everybody was taking their exam. But see, so, I, I wanted to do that because that seems like instead of just studying stuff yourself, because I, what I did was just the exam portion. So you had to do all the studying on yourself, I see. but you can actually take both the, the, the core and the aerial mm -hmm. with just half a day of studying in a yeah. classroom setting. Right. Yep. Yep. So for more, most people, if you want to be able to show up, learn the stuff in the morning, take the test in the afternoon, you can knock it out in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not super expensive. It's no, like, I, I don't remember exactly 100, 200 bucks or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly mine, but in Ohio, they, they have specific classes. Um, they don't have enough of them. I mm -hmm. don't feel like, cause they are always sold out yeah, for sure. For sure. In the springtime. Yep, right. Yep. Like, cause like even people that do lawn maintenance, mm -hmm. um, that spread fertilizer mm -hmm. or do spraying on lawns, they all need to have this. So mm -hmm. they are going to be at that class. And so these classes fill up really fast. And, uh, so mm -hmm. anyhow, uh, you want to get in those classes as early as you can to that way you mm -hmm. can, you know, get the, get the class taken care yep. of and the exam. In, in my class, when I went to take the test, there was a helicopter pilot in there and he was doing the exact same stuff, like renewing his core and his aerial, yeah. exact same thing that I was doing because I guess the knowledge you need to be a, a drone sprayer and a, a helicopter pilot is, it's the same test. Yeah. Anytime you go over 55 pounds, that's when you start a, getting yep. your, they just throw you all in the same yeah. category. And, and right for somebody asking, well, can I do ag drones under 55 pounds? It's uh, like, no, not really. Not really. No, no. it's like. You're going to be over, so just grin and bear it and mm -hmm. then get certified yep. and go yep. through it. Yeah. it. I mean, there's definitely a lot of good things to learn, like, through these these exams of how to, you know, how to handle chemical and, and mm -hmm. that type of stuff. But we're not going to get into that. You'll learn that stuff, you know, as you mm -hmm. go on. So then your aerial is allowing you to dispense um, poisons from from the air, mm -hmm. and that's gonna gonna be from a drone. Am I right to say both of those, the core and the aerial, you can pass without ever having even your part 107? They're like separate. No, no, you can't apply, you can't take your aerial unless you have a part 107. You need the part 130, uh, 107, 107 number, 107 number yeah. to be able to apply, apply for, the aerial. for the aerial. And then that gets applied or connected to your 107. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when I wanted to take the test, they're like, "Well, do you have your pilot's license or your 107?" Yeah. And then I showed them that, and then I, then I could um, take the exam for the aerial. Yep. yep. Cool. Got it. So uh, I think that's that's basically all of them in a row. Is you got to have a 107, you got to have your 44807, 
you have to have a 137, you got to have an aerial applicators, and, and you got to have your core applicators. And then you have add-ons to then, your commercial applicators license. That's why when you start talking agricultural, it's like when I started getting into I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh, it, like yep. all this stuff. And, and your class three medical. And your class three yeah. medical. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. But the thing is, it it's one of those things where the first time you go through it, it, it sounds harder and more complicated than it is. Yeah. Yep. It, it is. Does. It is in very like so valuable to have somebody say, here's the next step. Here, go to this website. Here's yeah, where you schedule so it. We, we helped a, a college um, guy never flew a drone. Yeah. Didn't have a drone license. He was so committed. He had everything to <laughs> go with us to Indiana to spray. Was it in a month? Something like that. Literally, yeah. he got his 107, he got his medical, he got all these things that we're talking about within one month because yeah. he was dedicated and yeah. he did it. Yeah, you should not plan on being able to do this in a month, right? If you're the average person. I mean, even because he, he didn't need to do the 137, right? Because that was something that the company... Correct, correct. That's yeah, So that's he didn't have company. that 137 step. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess that the point about this is if you're going to get into this and in this, like do it with time, right? And not just from the certification side, but just getting comfortable with the drone before yeah. you have to go spray a bunch of stuff next week. That's not going to work. Yeah. It's not like a thermal drone. It's not quite as pick up and play. No, exactly. it's a whole, it's a whole other world actually. Yep. yep. Having the right equipment to do a custom spray business is super important. So after we talk about all these licenses and stuff and the, you know, what you need, what you're going to need after that, is the proper equipment yeah. to run efficiently because spraying with drones is all about efficiency the drone can spray you know so many acres per hour mm -hmm. great that's if it's in the air because yeah. if it's sitting on the ground it ain't doing you no good does it spray acres when it's on no, the ground no Dang it. yeah it just sprays it right on the ground so no good there <laughs> so um yeah so keeping that thing in the air and minimizing the time that it's between and then there's things that people don't think about like how to map fields, how to do prep work. Um, like all that stuff takes time. Oh yeah. Like when you start getting into wanting to cover tens of thousands of acres, like that's a whole different ball game compared to talking about like spraying a farmer's 200 acres. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to start covering tens of thousands of acres, what we use is a scout in front of the, uh, you know, the drone pilots that are coming yep. and that, you know, what that guy's job is to, is to go scout the fields. What are there hazards around yep. make, uh, you know, mark those hazards, build, build fields for the that drones to go into a high pressure job. Yeah. I mean, you, if, if you mess up, then it's going to cause the drone yeah. to crash. Well, and okay. So a scout we're we're basically giving him like making sure that those fields are what they look like on the satellite images that are available on the DJI smart farm app. If not right, if the fields have changed, this is a whole different thing is using drones to actually create high detail maps, ortho mosaic maps. That way your boundaries are proper mm -hmm. and that type of thing. I don't know that we have to get into that because that can be complicated using RTK ground base stations, mm -hmm. uh, having your, you know, your Mavic connected to it. So, so, but, so am I right, Mike, that like high level, the point is that if you have a field that is being planted the same three years later as what it was when Google Maps satellite imagery was taken, you don't need to do this ortho mosaic high detail mapping. You just use a baby drone, put it up there, create the outlines. 
Well, not even not even, you're not even creating the outlines. You're just checking with your eyes and the drone like okay, did a tree fall into the field or is, did the farmer, you know, set a Is there a, a hunting blind? Or, is there a hunting blind? Yeah. Like looking at the field physically to see if there's yeah. an a yep. hazard out there that the drones could encounter and you know, making those adjustments on the map yeah. because you are then, okay, so now you looked at this field, let's say it's this table and everything's good. Uh, uh, actually, let's say that this field was, uh, this table was the field and the satellite looks like there's nothing here. There's not a bubbler sitting there and there's not a phone here, but you get there and you see that this, there's a new, uh, there's an, you know, there's a new object out there yeah. that shouldn't be there. Now, when you build those boundaries, you can uh, try try and get close to outlining that. If you can't do that, then you should probably, you know, take a high detailed aerial map mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen a lot. If a farmer has a field and yeah. it's working for him, it's probably going to be the yep. same. Yep. So, so in the cases that that it's different, that's when you go create the ortho mosaic map because the satellite imagery. You can't go off of it. Yeah, but there, there's a couple of tips and tricks I could teach you when you're actually out in the field and your drone is flying and there is an obstacle there. Mm -hmm. Rather than trying to build an obstacle uh, avoidance around it, you just watch your drone when it's getting close to that. Uh, it's going to tell you, you know, obstacle. You can tell the drone to go around it, go over top of it mm -hmm. or whatever. So th there's a couple different ways to do it. Um, so, so yeah, it doesn't have to be just one way to do it. Yeah. It's like different tools in your toolbox, yeah. right? And you yep. pull out the one that's best for the yep. situation. Yep. In the case of the baby drone, that's fine. The Mavic three enterprise mm -hmm. is the best one for it. Is that right? Uh, if you're doing an ortho mosaic, yes, absolutely. So uh, that, that's my opinion of yeah. course, but I believe that that drone is the best right now for, mm -hmm. you know, what we're doing. You don't need it like a Matrice or like no, a bigger drone. No, it's, it's no, no. The Mavic three. Uh, e is the best one. It has manual shutter, so it can fly super fast and yeah. take pictures very rapidly, mm -hmm. clear photos. So yeah, there, there's yeah. a couple different. Like I, I've seen this process where you fly over a hundred acres, whatever. You do it, you know, a couple minutes. It doesn't take super long. You come down, plug that card into the software, and I mean it's fast. Yeah. You know, yep. boom. There you have your yep. high def fields. You make outlines, and yep. you're good to go. Yep. Yeah, because so. th that that's a KMZ file as well. Uh, it, it's I know, I know it's a lot, but that's a whole different thing. Like we can teach you guys, but then you would transfer those KMZ files uh, to your DJI platform yep. and then those boundaries are. And your remote, right? On the, the Mavic 3 Enterprise, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Okay, so go ahead. The, the Mavic 3 is using a cloud, you know, DJI cloud storage, and you can, what, you can take information, whatever, outlined on your Mavic 3, that can appear on your T40 remote outlines and maps and stuff, or do you have to do that through the computer? You have to do that through the computer. So from the computer, so once the photos are taken, you put that, uh, all those photos into mm -hmm. let's use pix4d mm -hmm. fields, pix4d, you put it in there, they stitch it together. You then create the, the boundaries with inside of that new image that you have. And, uh, because you have a RTK ground base station, those, that photo, um, the coordinates of those photos, each photo that is taken has a coordinates on it. And that's mm -hmm. what the software is doing is stitching that together. And so when you drop a pin here and you drop a pin here, it's within Got inches it. of yep. being. Got out. it. Yep. So, and then you have, you have, uh, 
the farm app on your phone as well, right? And you're sometimes making... Oh, yeah. 98% of my fields yeah. that I built in Indiana because the fields were all the same. Yeah. Like, from year to year, we were just doing it on, on your the phone. app. Yeah. yeah. And how many... You told me the other day, how many, how many fields do you think you created on your phone? In, <laughs> in Indiana, I uh, created, uh, I think it was 13 or 1,100 fields in yeah. 20, 24 days. Yeah. So that's that's... And then all that stuff through the cloud yep. pops up on your remote yep. and then your your D, your T40 fleet is actually um, all connected right so yep. if you own multiple drones it's all synced yep. um, you know this is not the video where we're going to talk about this but we tried last year other equipment that wasn't DJI we tried XAG we tried different things by the way we made a video XAG said they'd reach out and Never did. Um, the XAG did not reach out, but we did send the flight logs yeah. to XAG, yep. and XAG's um, findings were they don't understand. the it, uh, Basically, the drone computer told 100% power to all four motors. 100% power was there. Yeah. It was still plummeting yeah, to the ground. People see that video, and they think, oh, wow, pilot air. Like, you grabbed the sticks or something. No, it's it. there was a couple changes they had to make in their software, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure that they've corrected that now yeah. after seeing it. But, yeah, it's... Anyways, that's not the yeah. point. The, yep. the point is that the way that all this software is connected from the baby drone to your phone to your fleet of T40s, um, software is important, right? If oh, you're going to yeah. do efficiency... Yeah. It's hardware and software, yep, and yep. you got to have both. And yeah. there's no one as good as DJI right now at I, having that's that. That's our opinion, of course. Uh, somebody's gonna, you know, probably not agree with that. But uh, there's a reason they they have seventy to seventy five percent of the drone market in the world. DJI, think about that. In the world, they're the leader in, yeah. in, in, and it's just because they started it right, and and they grew the fastest. They put a lot of effort into their software. When you are spraying. It is all AI, right? It's, all autonomous. It's doing it autonomously. Yeah. So yeah. And um, that, that's a scary thing for a lot of people. What would you say to somebody who is like freaked out? Like, I ain't going to trust my, you know, my. It is a little freaky. <laughs> it, uh, no doubt about it. Because like, you have these sensors and you know that it's supposed to see the tree and it's supposed yeah, to stop. Yeah, it's supposed to stop. And yeah. when I was learning to, to fly a, a, a T-40, I was like. I mean, you don't understand how scary it is until you're actually doing it. Yeah, it's like, is this yeah, thing going to stop? It's like, here's the fuel boundary. Is it yeah, going to stop? Yeah. It's like, it's flying. It's going 20 mile an hour. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, it it's stops. Like, it's like, it stopped that time. Is it going to, now is it going to stop yep, next time? Yep. No, they, it's, it's, they are really, really good. I mean, there's scenarios where they don't sense everything, but oh, I believe the yeah. technology is only going to yep, get better. Only better. And so much of it, right, is... I mean, again, like when you're when you have a full tank of stuff and your and your drone has stopped because it senses the tree, you the pilot then have to input commands to override yep. it, and that battery, eight minute battery life, yep. that battery is going down. Yeah, like, it, so if you, you have a full load, yep. you problem solve that yeah, you, immediately, <laughs> or else that battery, you know, that drone ain't getting back. Yep. Yeah, because the drone the drone at five percent automatically wants to land yeah. it doesn't it doesn't know what's below it or whatever it doesn't it's just care like, i mean it has no choice it's yeah, like yep. it's, it's like, got to come down yeah it's wanting to land uh and that's another thing we can we can teach you you know how to handle emergencies and that type of thing because there are ways even if it's at five percent i can get that drone to keep flying yeah <laughs> so, the efficiency we talked about efficiency and what comes into that is if you're doing you know your custom applicating efficiency is going to start with your trailer setup. That was huge so you, this year. So you need a trailer for this, for custom applicators? 
I mean, you you can do it out of your pickup truck, you, but you're not going to cover tens of thousands yeah. of acres. That's when you're really going to start, uh, you know, doing well. Um, when I am, I am speaking of terrain like we have in Ohio and Indiana. The terrain we were uh, spraying is mostly small cut up fields mm -hmm. um, in mm -hmm. on a hillside or down down in the bottoms or something like that. If you would have wide open flat fields for days like Kansas has, then uh, you know you might not need yeah. the the efficiency that we're going for. But when you're spraying what we're spraying, and that's what I'm like prepping for, that's what I'm prepping you for is those difficult fields. Mm -hmm. like, like I'm not coming back all the time with 50% battery life because I don't have you know a mile down row and back like this is small fields in mm -hmm. and out like a lot of turns the more the drone turns the more energy is being used mm -hmm. and so yeah that's trailer setup is key to run efficiently and and what's nice about what we're building and and how i want to set you up is you're going to be efficient in the crappiest fields and you're going to mm -hmm. be efficient in the biggest yeah. of fields yep. you're going to be efficient no matter where you go so I don't want you just to be, I don't want to have a, you know, Kansas setup mm -hmm. and an Ohio setup. Mm -hmm. It's going to work mm -hmm. in Ohio and in Kansas. And we should be real that, that the first, so with the uh, industry that's growing like this, drones add most value to crappy fields, right? Because it's hard to do with a helicopter or an airplane. Airplanes and helicopters have easier can easier cover acres on flat uh, yes, Kansas ground. Yes, they can, but that's just covering acres because when you start talking about how much better this yeah. works, yeah. people that in Indiana that have big old big flat open yep. fields out there that we sprayed, they didn't want those airplanes and helicopters spraying them anymore. Hundred percent, because the drones but apply it, it better. It comes from them learning and experiencing, right? But, yes. but then like for the crappy fields, you can't get a helicopter. In Correct. There. And so yep. it's like, well, it's either don't spray it or have a drone spray it. And so depending how common drones are in your area, you might first season get those fields where it's like spray it or drone, you know, don't spray it at all or yep. drone spray it. Yep. But then as farmers become accustomed to how well it applies, you'll get some of those really nice fields oh, yeah. yep. um, because, the, and because let's talk it about it. Why better. is that better? Like, uh, the the altitude that you're above the crop and and there's some super good helicopter pilots and airplane pilots they're man flying they're always accurate 11 feet over the crop or 14 feet whatever they choose right they're always over the mm -hmm. crop at that same altitude if they're super super good but there's still there's human error there there's there's factors that go in and out like you know up and down or side to side is he exactly on his mm -hmm. line yes he might be really close but there's variables there the drone, it, when it when you tell it to be 18 feet o over the crop or 12 feet over the crop, it's going to be right there almost all the time unless there is a big variable in terrain changing mm -hmm. or something like that. But it's going to be right there. And when it goes down and it makes it line and it comes back, yeah. it's going to be within inches. Yep. Another reason why it applies better is the actual uh, the, the chemical gets bl kind of blown down into the crop itself and even just a little bit of air movement with inside of the canopy of the crop yep. these little micron sized droplets are landing on areas on the crop mm -hmm. that otherwise don't get there mm -hmm. with helicopter or an airplane because those guys 
even though you you might think, well, helicopters rotors are pushing down, a, a rotor a, when a helicopter is flying straight and level, it's not necessarily pushing air down because it is the rotor becomes like a wing and a good helicopter pilot is using it like that he's using the energy of moving mm. forward and then pulling up and then coming back down so when you're spraying you're just ripping across it and it's laying it down you know as it you know comes down if, if you watch a airplane do it sometime watch that as he rips across it lays it down and wherever it you know falls that's where it's going to stay mm. it's not really moving around yeah. inside there um, and and it, with these drones, you can adjust everything from like micron size, mm -hmm. you know, gallons, like yep. gallons per, per acre. acre, all of that stuff is adjustable based on the product you're applying yep. and the, uh, yeah, because what the farmer wants. Yeah. Um, so your droplet size, you're going to adjust that based on wind. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the smaller droplet you can make, the mm -hmm. better coverage you're going to get because mm -hmm. there's more to go around, but you can't make that too small because uh, a small little tiny micron, I don't remember, I, you know, I had to learn it in my applicators, um, but it'll, it'll tell you uh, this size micron droplet takes this amount of time to fall this distance. And so the smaller it is, the longer it is going to mm -hmm. take to come down. Well, if there's a wind blowing, then you got to calculate yeah. in yep. for your you you know, drift, bigger. that type of yeah. stuff. So yeah, there, there's a lot to learn, yeah. but that's why you know mm -hmm. if you commit yourself into this that's i think that's why the profit mm -hmm. margins are better mm -hmm. than doing yeah and and so it, it is a double-edged sword right there's there's more to do more certification more to learn like being a skilled custom drone applicator is a skill yeah it is a skill that you can hone yeah but then also it creates a barrier to entry to where it's going to be you know like for somebody to go through all the certifications, there's going to be people who are just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to, it's too hard. I'm not going to. Yeah. That also is it. So it's a double edged sword. Yeah. That's for it's the custom the applicator side, right? That's where we were like, if you're a farmer listening to this, or if somebody shared it with you, or they're talking to you about a farmer, not, not all of those certifications necessarily apply to you because you are using it for personal yeah, and different. not commercial. Yep. So it's, it's a little bit different, but the learning of how to use the systems, you are still going to need to learn it custom applicator or farmer. You're going to mm -hmm. need to learn the system, mm -hmm. but the systems, it, it might sound difficult. It, it is teachable like, mm -hmm. and you can learn it. It's, it's like learning to how to operate your, you know, Apple, iPhone compared to an Android. Yep. It, it's a little bit different, but once you understand the functions and what it's telling you or not doing, then you get, you know, mm -hmm. you get good at it. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You yeah. just got to learn how to, how to run the systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good word. Um, I think, um, again, it's, it's, I know for me <laughs> when I was first flying the, the T40 and there's, there, it just feels like there's so much to learn. And what you want is somebody next to you that can, you know, you don't, I guess get, what get my point is, you don't want book knowledge, just book knowledge. No. You don't, you don't just want to watch a video, I think for this. No. I think you, you want somebody next to you that can tell you, see that right over there. You got it, you know, yeah, here's cautious. how you, yep. here's how you, you know, go through the situation. And, and then there's, there's so much more we could talk about. Like we were last season, we were mounting repeaters on other drones up in the sky to help with, with some signal, of the signal drop, signal. which DJI now yeah, but, fixed. 
Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so we we got to talk about that. So signal signal in the eastern portion of the United States is different than in Kansas because right. yep. we we have a guy that's, you know, spraying out there, not we have a guy, but there's a guy that we help get a drone. He's spraying out there. And I asked him if he ever lost connection. He's like, not once. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like that's How is this possible? Yeah. It's a normal occurrence over here is like you just get bad reception. Well, mm -hmm. it's because there's hills and there's mm -hmm. towers and there's more people on cell phones. There's all mm -hmm. these things that are interrupting the signal of this mm -hmm. drone. It's different if a drone is, you know, up in the sky, like high, there's a, the signal is different, but when the drone is, you yeah. know, anywhere from 10 to 18, whatever feet off the crop, when it's going out there, it's, there's a lot of that can happen as yeah. far as interference. Yep. So yeah, we use a, a, a repeater at times just to boost that signal. Yeah. Well, to, because you don't want to, you don't want to lose signal. I mean, it's like, correct. yeah, you don't want to lose. Signal. <laughs> uh, and I know, I know like it surprised me when the, the, the remote control, it looks the same. It's different than the one used for the Matrice 30 T, but it looks the same. Yes. It looks the same. The, the app, the application yeah, yeah. that is built into the remote is different. So can you not use one for the other? No. Like install another app or something? No, they tried figuring out if you can hack it and bring the application over. Yeah. I, DJI tries to make so you can't do that probably. Yeah, it definitely seems yeah. that way. But the the you know, the Matrice you can fly at night, clear line of sight. It's far away and it like perfect connection. Mm -hmm. But you know, on what surprised me was a, a remote control that looks exactly the same. You know. You're just I mean, you see the drone, it's like right over there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you start getting your signal interference, then you're like, well, I, I'm only at 40% battery. You know, I can't afford yeah. to have this thing. Yeah. And we're talking about the spray conditions we were in and, and the hills yeah, and right. stuff so out there. That'll be different. Yeah, because like the guy in Kansas, he, he said, no, never, yeah. never had any yeah. issues. I'm like, yeah. man, that would have been nice. But <laughs> that, that definitely, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll teach you on that as well at some point, um, you know, it, it's, there's been a lot of development. So when you, when you talk about what is a drone really good for, you know, it's what, this is my opinion. There's a bunch of different applications a drone can be used for, but it's bread and butter right now is fungicide application on row crop because that's a small dose uh, per acre. It's usually two gallons per acre is what you're putting down. So you carry 10 and a half gallons of fluid in your drone. That's going to cover about five acres on, on a tank. That's what we were doing in Indiana, but you can use it for so much more. Like you don't just need to do spraying. You can do, um, granule stuff as well. You can switch out your tanks. You can do, um, fertilizer mm. cover crop. Mm -hmm. You could do granule lime all kinds of different stuff. So you, you know, stuff you can do with these drones. Yeah. And the T40 is kind of the, the drone to have in ag right now. Yeah. Yep. And that it's, it's a versatile, like you were saying, you can s switch out the, the tank for there's different tanks. It's a very versatile, I guess. Is yeah. My point. Yeah. Totally versatile. Um, can, can you do use the drone to apply glyphosate and, you know, burn down is what some people call like, like kill stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can, you can totally use it for that. I used it on uh, a food plot just to test it. It smoked it like, <laughs> like putting less gallons per acre down,
but you're still applying applying the same amount of chemical per, per acre. acre. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what it tells so you on the label. There's less water solution in it, but the application with what you were explaining with how the drone works makes it more effective. What's there? We can't. You can't compare it to a ground rig because a ground rig might be spraying 15 gallons to 20 gallons per acre, and we are only putting maybe two to three gallons per acre down. And what happens is a, a plant takes in water. So imagine there's 15 gallons of water that's sprayed on this plant. It's like, mm, eat it all up, like get yeah, it in. Yeah. Well, then, then now there's only two gallons or whatever on that. And it's like, there's not as much for it to consume to quickly get into its roots on a smaller per acre, but it's still gonna do the same thing. It just takes a little bit mm. longer for it to, you know, to work. fully absorb. So, or correct. Whatever. So, I, and I'm, I don't know, you know, all the science behind it, but it's like, let's let's pick a window. If 15 gallons per acre turns that uh, plant brown in three days, two gallons an acre uh, might turn that plant brown in five days. And again, we're talking same amount of chemical per acre, yep. just with less water. Yes. Yep. Okay, now that makes yep. sense. Yeah, that's so, good to know. Yeah, there's. You can definitely use them for burn down if you need to. Yeah. Obviously, if you're spraying a herbicide, there's a lot more to watch for on so, your drip. So, I guess a question that people might have is if I just want to do this small scale, let's say I'm a farmer or something, um, is there any argument to be made to buy the T30 or an older drone versus the T40 to save a couple bucks? I don't. I don't think uh, be, it'd be like trying to buy an old uh, iPhone. The things just don't quite work as good yeah. with how technology and uh, And the new stuff that they're making, who knows if it'll apply to a T30. It might, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I'm basically- if you're uh, gonna, I, would, I would say if you're gonna invest the money, just get the yeah. latest. Yeah. Uh, whatever is available at that time, that's, that's what you should yep. get. Um, I don't think that your T30s, if you've already bought T30s, I don't think they're obsolete, mm -hmm. right? They're still going to have a, a place, but it's not like, I, I just don't think I'd recommend buying a T30 if a T40 is available. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they got the T20P, which is a smaller version of like what a T, uh, T40 is. It's for smaller areas. They're trying to push them and say they can be just as efficient. They're carrying less um, chemical, but they're, uh, you know, they're coming back with more battery life, which is like, oh, well, yeah, duh. If I put <laughs> half of the material in a T40, I'm yeah. going to have less. You'll have more battery life yeah, when you come I'll, back. Exactly. I'll have more when yeah. I come back. So it, it, it doesn't quite make sense. Smaller, really tight areas, mm -hmm. you know, maybe run a T20P. I don't know. I, I don't know that it's that big of a, yeah. a difference right now, but yeah. So I don't know. That's, I know, I know it's a lot to take in when you start talking about agricultural drones, but there's, there is a lot to learn. There is a huge market for it. Um, and I'm excited about the ag side. I, I really do think that what I like about it is not only is it going to change people's lives if they want to get into it as a business and hopefully become successful and, and spray tons of acres, but it's good for the farmers. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, if you can increase your yield, it's going to increase mm -hmm. your dollar. Mm -hmm. So if you can, you know, it's, if you can help somebody, that's, that's what we want to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think that's basically all we got for this one here. Um, I don't know that we're going to have everything ready when this is released, but we will be releasing basically a, a, a blueprint of how to do what 
we just discussed, right? Mm-hmm. That's on you. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to, what we're aiming to do is, uh, well, well, I mean, it's, it's partially going to be done, um, you know, via video and stuff, but partially it also needs to be done in person. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, but, but people want, they, they want a, gu- a guide. Yeah. We're just yeah. going to call it a guide to this is, these are the steps. Yeah. Here, here's, here's how to do it. Here's what to buy. Here's how to get started. And then. Yep here's somebody I can ask when I have questions. Yep. Um, so you'll be that guy that they'll ask when they have questions. Well, we'll definitely, <laughs> I, I, I'll try to help you best I can, me personally, but there's going to other, be other people that know the things that I know. So yeah. don't, well, don't you, expect to talk to me every time. <laughs> Even like, you know, the, the, what was it? Four or five pilots that flew for us last, you know, ag stuff last season. Like a lot of them, I mean, I'm thinking of Madison J. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they know. Kenton, like they know. I, they they were thrown what, into the same. Once you have been doing this seven days, you know, yep. like you are at it from you learn. Yep. It's pretty quick actually. Yep. You learn. So, yep. um, yeah, we do have a wealth of knowledge. I think that we'll be looking forward to. How, how do we best share it? Get it out there. And this spray season for us, we anticipate that it will be game on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, and part of that is you know helping other people get set up with their own rigs, getting yep. set up to do it for the first time. Yep. And then uh, we're going to be out there creating video content um, to bring to you guys. So if you're a farmer, if you are wanting to get started, um, you want to follow new way ag that uh, that's the YouTube channel where we'll have weekly drops. Uh, well, weekly we'll videos. probably still share it on uh, drone deer because let's be honest. I mean, a lot of, a lot of you guys have been watching us grow the company. We do want to kind of have them separate, but I, I do feel that a lot of these guys and gals that are listening or watching us yeah. are probably either, either they know a farmer or they farm themselves or they use it for food plots and the technology just in general mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. So we might still share yeah. some we'll, stuff on. We'll probably here. have some of both. Yep. Yeah. So thanks guys for watching. Yep. Thanks so much for uh, listening. If it was too much for your ears and your brains to take in, maybe re-listen to it. It don't it, worry. It's, don't be overwhelmed. Yeah. Don't be overwhelmed. It's, it's, it sounds more overwhelming than it is. Yeah. I it agree. is not that bad. Yep. So stick with it and uh, be one of the first in a whole new generation of drone pilots. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's it. That's all we got for this one. We're on to the next one. On to the next one.